It is Tuesday, June 14th, 2022. This is another edition of Baseball Today presented to you by our friends over at Shady Rays. Not only the best looking shades in the business, but when you lose them, when you break them, they will replace them. It's a great little motto. Speaking of great, I am joined as always by my man T. Ploof. I am Chris Rose. It is good to see you. Yeah, you already look like well coiffed. You got the haircut yesterday. Looks like you've already showered. I mean, you just, you're so well put together for this time of day. I appreciate that. But like by the time we do this, Chris, I've been telling you, I've already been up for like three hours. Yeah. You know, not by choice. Sometimes uh, mm-hmm. I got these birds, dude, these freaking birds outside my window. They got a nest. They just wake me up. Oh, the little surfing at five in the morning. Yeah. It's so cute. I, it's nature. I let them do it. Like we have all these, they're like these little things, dude. I let them do it because they are cute. I've seen all the little chicks like jump off and start flying for the first time. So there is like some benefit to having them there, but they also are quite an annoying uh, alarm clock for me. Sorry about that. Speaking of cute, I'm wearing the Hudson Valley Renegades, their alternate hat, which is very, very cool. I'll put out the three pack of hats that they sent out and we'll put a link in the description. Okay, Dan, let's do that today. Is that a raccoon? Uh, it looks like it. I'm not exactly sure what it is, but it's pretty damn, pretty damn hot. I got to tell you, man, this hat on your head. Whoa. That's Mm. a combination. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, speaking of hot, we'll start our show out in the Valley of the sun. Uh, Cincinnati reds got a win out in Arizona last night, but that was only the second coolest thing involving a member of the Cincinnati reds. How about this cute little girl who said, Hey, Joey Vada, will you make a TikTok with me? And so what does Votto do being one of the great ambassadors of baseball? He walks over there and he says, heck yeah, let's do this thing. They start working on their dance and we saw the TikTok come to fruition. Joey's a bad man, isn't he? Yes. That Chris, you know, I know you're a little old. That's called the gritty. Uh, Justin Jefferson doing it in the NFL. You knew that? Yo, bro, don't tell me about that. I did the gritty Justin Jefferson's rookie year on my NFL highlights show. It was the worst thing ever, but I was doing, I've been doing the gritty since day one. Stop. Oh, my bad, dude. Is it better than Joey's? Um, I had limited space where I could go. Oh, so I don't know. I no. have to go find it and take a look at it maybe, but. Um, I think, I think just let other people do the gritty. That's yeah. from now on. Yeah. That's the rule. Yeah. yeah. Although Vados was excellent because he was doing it with the adorable little girl. Very cool. No, he's been, he's been so good on social media. And right. um, I think the main thing I like is he does, he interacts with the fans. It's not just like mm-hmm. him doing stuff. Like he's, he's doing scavenger hunts with bats. He's doing mm-hmm. stuff like this, you know, one-on-one with fans. I think it's just a really cool thing for him. And very quickly, before we move on, there's a lot of people in baseball that when things aren't going great for your team or for you, or in the case of Votto, both for the most part this season. Some people would look at you in the clubhouse and be like, really, Joey? But, A, he's got such good standing. You know, I mean, he is the man in that clubhouse. What are you going to say to Joey Votto? And good for him that he's not letting a mediocre individual and a poor team season drag him down to the point where he understands, like, I could still go out and have fun with the fans. If they are taking their time to make signs, I'm going to go give them a moment. 100%. As long as you're putting in the work, you should be able to do this stuff on the side Yep. whenever whenever it is during the season, a high point, a low point. As long as you're putting in work, as we know Joey does, uh, you, you should be able to do this stuff. And it used to be frowned on, but 
but I think teams and everyone's more accepting of it now, understanding, you know, just what it does. The relationship between a player and fans just brings it that much closer. All right, let's get uh, to some on the field stuff. Uh, the Atlanta Braves with a opening series win in Washington. So they tie a divisional era record with a 12th straight win. But is that bigger news than them losing their second baseman, Ozzy Albies, for at least six to eight weeks with a broken bone in his left foot? I think the winning streak is bigger news. Obviously, they hate to lose Ozzy. You know, his overall numbers aren't great, but, you know, along with the team, like he was getting hot. I believe he had either a, like a seven game hit streak or an on base streak with some homers uh, wrapped up in it. So it's, it's a big blow to them, but I believe that winning those games, getting back in the hunt for the division is more important. And obviously last year they showed they can get by without one of their stars. Uh, and, and that's exactly what Ozzy is. He's a star. You know, like, like I said, the numbers might not be there uh, now. At the end of the year, they're going to be there. And he's a big energy guy for them. So I really hope, I don't know how much this happens uh, anymore, but I really hope he travels with the team and is around the team. I think they want that. I think they like his energy. He's going to have to rehab it, but, you know, a broken foot's what can you do for it? So hopefully he's around the team because they're, they're going to miss his energy the most. Uh, but getting back in this race, only five games back of the Mets now, that's very, very important to all the team. Yeah, and they're just a couple of percentage points behind the San Francisco Giants for the second wild card spot right now. Uh, a lot of interesting teams that are on their tail. Um, I think actually, I think they're going to miss him a little bit. I really do. I think they're going to miss his spirit. They're going to miss his smile. They're going to miss his energy. I know they got a lot of that back when Acuna came back. And then, of course, you tack on the talent gap between the two. That's nothing against Ozzy Albies, but Ronald Acuna is one of the, you know, three to five best players in the sport. But Albies does provide a lot for them, right? Um, has some pop. I know his OPS is under 700 this year, but it's, it's down league-wide. And I just – I like the, the energy with which he plays. It's just a big thing for me. You know, Orlando RC is a fine player. He should be able to hold the fort down. Sounds like Gonsolin's going to come up. Gosselin, sorry. Not Tony Gonsolin. They, I didn't trade Ooh, Phil Gosselin's coming up? It sounds like that's where they're okay. going. Okay. I like Phil. Nice guy. So, did you play with him somewhere? Uh, we were in Philly together, Philly camp, uh -huh. AAA together. Uh, he had some really good spring trainings and some good minor league seasons with them while I was there. Uh, some other options I saw they have Pat Vileka, Mortal Kombat mm -hmm. Pat, as I like to call him down there, Ryan Goins. Um, so they have some internal options. It'll be interesting to see if uh, AA goes out and does something. Uh, but I agree. They're going to miss him. And like, like I said, hopefully they allow him to travel with the team just to keep the energy around. Let me throw one name at you if you're going to trade. Whit Merrifield. I love it. Because God, he that way, perfect in there. That way you can play him at second base for as long as Albies is hurt, and then you move him to the outfield. Whit Merrifield and Dansby Swanson up the middle. Would anybody say anything to either? Like, they just wouldn't even talk to each other. They're so stoic, both of those guys. <laughs> you know? Uh, it seems just that something way. interesting. Just something interesting as we go. All right, speaking of interesting, which one is a more interesting series that kicks off on Tuesday? Rays at Yankees, Angels at Dodgers. You know I love me some freeway series. In fact, I'm going to the game today. You're still up in the air about it. So if you see me at Dodger Stadium today, come say what's up. Uh, but I'm going with the Rays-Yanks just because it's interdivision. It's in, even It's in the same league, so this matters, you know. 
Um, if the Rays want to get back in this division race at all, it's now is the time to go. They need to beat the Yankees heads up. And I think they play them uh, six times over the next nine days. So yep. this is big for them. You know, they've dug themselves a really big hole. What are they back right now? They're back nine games. Well, okay, uh, let's be fair here. They have not dug themselves a hole. Let's sure, give the sure. Yankees the credit. The Yankees okay. have climbed a mountain. It's like the Rays are 10 games over 500. I agree. I agree that you're, you're totally right with that uh, bad choice of words, but the Rays need to go now. Mm-hmm. And you know, like they, they want the division. They know how important it is. They're back to back defending AL East champs. Okay. So like they want the division and they understand now's the go time. So basically for that simple reason, other than also the pitching matchups are badass, right. like Kluber, Kluber, uh, Cole, and then you got the lefties. We talk about Nestor so much, McClanahan's down there with a better ERA and more wins. And more strikeouts. He's been just more, been like this guy this has been, he's been incredible. So I like um, the pitching matchups. I like the inner division. I like the fact that I don't have they played yet this year. Yeah, they have. They just, they split a four game set. I think the Yankees took the first two in Tampa and then the Rays took the last two. Yeah, it hasn't so, been a lot. It hasn't been a lot. No, it's so just this been is, that one series. This is this, these next nine days are going to be a lot of fun. For both for both sides too, because the Yankees they want to they want to prove that they're legit, they're the real deal. You know, we're we're going to continue to have this division lead. We're going to maybe even add on to it. And the Rays are like, uh-uh, man, this is our division until you take it from us. You, you know what? I think it's actually a big couple of weeks for the New York Yankees. Um, it's interesting because there's only two teams in the sport that have at least 40 wins, and it's the two New York teams. And I saw side by side yesterday in terms of the number of games. Um, played against winning teams the Mets have a lot more than the Yankees now this is this I'm not here to blast the Yankees at all because the schedule is the schedule they have won more games than anybody else have and so that's all you can do you can only play the team it's not like they sit there and they book a homecoming game they got the schedule they go out and this they isn't Notre Dame ass. football this isn't Notre Dame football yeah right exactly exactly <laughs> don't don't say that too loudly because you'll get hit on by the Golden Domers that could be rough care. for you um, on but this is a nice little stretch for the Yankees where they have a chance to kind of put their foot down and say, Hey, enough of this shit. Like we have been great because we've been great. It's not because of the schedule. Like we've got, you mentioned six against Tampa coming up over the next week and a half. The sandwich series there is Toronto. You, they have a series with Houston coming up. So there you go. And if the Yankees end up going, let's say they're playing 14 games there and they end up going four and 10. Well, then there's a problem that we can talk about, but if they go seven and seven, like I said, I don't even know if it's 14 games against those three teams. I doubt it is, but whatever it is, you understand what my point is. This is going to be a really fun uh, part for them. They have the Rays series. You mentioned the Toronto series. They have five games against Houston coming up too. I think they have a makeup game back in Houston because there's only a one game thing. So I think they have to travel there, play one game in Houston. So I think it's because of the quirky um, late start to the schedule. Remember this is a scheduled one gamer in Houston. Well, we had that earlier this year where San Francisco had a stop in Milwaukee for one game. They were like in Philly one night or, or Washington one day. Milwaukee one day and then they had to go to the Bay Area the next so they were in three cities across the country in 48 hours it was nuts yeah it's looking like uh they'll be at home against Oakland fly into Houston for one day off Mm -hmm. day go to Cleveland to play your uh to play your Guardians oh okay great I'm sure we won't be talking about that since nothing interesting happened in that first Cleveland New York series Mm -hmm. I do want to mention one thing about the freeway series in Los Angeles the Dodgers woke up and they look at the standings they're like 
oh my God, there's somebody sitting right next to us. The San Diego Padres after you Darvish, you know, went through a tornado and won a series opener in Chicago. So, hey, Dodgers, you best start picking it up a little bit. Remember their last homestand was terrible. Got swept by the Pirates. Didn't have a good weekend series. And after that, I think they went two and five during a recent homestand. See yeah, if they pick it up. Today's a really good matchup. It's Thor versus Gonsolin, I believe. So that's just two absolute studs. Different. You, Thor doesn't have cats. There's no way, right? Tony no. Gonsolin is the Thor? Mr. Cat. Thor yeah. is definitely not a cat guy. No way. <laughs> no way. All right. Um, cards. They now lead the Brewers by a game in the Central. Is it simply that the cards are really better than Milwaukee? Or just wait until the brew crew gets healthy. I think right now the Cardinals are a better constructed team than the Brewers. Then your World Series pick? Yeah, and I'll, I'll tell you why. I mean, look, this is why rankings preseason are ridiculous. You never know, you know what the young guys are going to come up and do. You never know what kind of injuries you're going to have. So you just do the best with whatever information. But the Cardinals have been bolstered by some of their young guys. They've come up and done a really, really good job. It's just added like depth to that roster. Not only that, but some of the guys who are kind of like question marks on the hill have just come out and pitched really, really well. I mean, Michaelis has done great. I don't know if we didn't expect Wainwright to do Wainwright things, but he's doing Wainwright things with it sitting here with a 284 right now at 40 years old. Dakota Hudson's been good. Um, you get Flaherty back and now Pilante in the rotation that's like five really solid guys i don't know how long we can uh pencil um palante into the rotation but the first start was good for him so i think the young guys have just uh, lengthened the lineup up there i'm talking about like gorman yep all these guys that have come up and done it and their and their rotation has been good the brew crew i'll take their pitching staff when healthy over the cardinals still i believe like the bullpen the the late inning bullpen high leverage guys are just off the charts for them uh, but the offense just, I mean, they need to figure something out, make that move that I've been promised. But yeah, it, that's the thing. You can't say figure something out. Give me a guess how many Milwaukee Brewers, and I'm talking about anybody that has put on a Brewers uniform this year. So they could have only played five games or they could have played 60 games. I don't care. How many of them have an OPS of at least 800? Maybe one. Try zero. There Zero, isn't yeah. one guy in their roster as an OPS over 800. Rowdy's the not there anymore? Have, nope. The Cardinals have four guys, including Paul Goldschmidt, who's an MVP candidate through a third of the season. Nolan Arenado, who got off to that great start and has slowed down a little bit. But, I mean, it's – like we say, yeah. we keep saying, oh, well, the Brewers would be okay. Like, guys, this is now year four, I think, of their resurgence, if you will. Right. They made the playoffs and, you know, everybody wants them to take that next step. And yeah, they were so close a few years ago when they lost game seven in the NLCS at home to the Dodgers. But this is a fan base that now it's not just the cute little story anymore. They've got to take that next step. Because who knows I, if they'll be able to keep everybody together. And you mentioned that the pitching staff, I'm worried, right? We know yeah. about Freddie Peralta is going to be gone for a while, but Brandon Woodruff, did you see now he's got Raynaud's disease? Do you know what that is? I don't. Okay. That's when there's a restrictive blood flow to your fingers mm. and your toes. And it only scares me a little bit because I know people who have it and 
sometimes they can't feel their fingertips. That's not good. If you're a pitcher and you can't feel your fingertips, that is a problem, dude. Well, hopefully he gets some treatment for that. I don't know what the treatment is for that. That sounds definitely scary for sure. Um, I agree. Like, yeah, they need to do something. Their offense has not just – but they knew that. They knew going into the year the offense was not going to be a strong point. Okay, they're still relying on Yelly to return to MVP form. He hasn't really done it. He's been a straight-up league average hitter this year, so he has to pick it up. Um, You know, Adamas has to pick it up. And, like, Omar Nevias has the highest OPS on their team. So, yeah, they need to bring some offense. And I'm still a big believer in this team. They've been there. Like, they understand big games. uh, But without an an, uh, offensive addition and a really good one, I will take the Cardinals over them right now. I would too. I would too. And the, let's remember Jack Flaherty hasn't thrown a pitch for the same. He's a dog. And I think he's, I think tomorrow is his last rehab start. So you could see him in, in the rotation as early as next week. And who knows, you know, they'll, they'll ease him in, but oh my God. five innings of Jack Flaherty, if he's okay, look out. Lorenzo Kane has an OPS plus of 28. Don't say that. I'm, I'm stating facts right now. I mean, yes, I they need help. They need help. They need help. All right. Uh, we had a couple of dugout dust-ups, if you will. Uh, Lance Lynn, his first start of the year in Detroit. He and um, Joe McEwing, who's their third base coach, went at it a little bit back and forth. And then Sandy Alcantara, Alcantara, still haven't figured out how to say his name, even though he's great, because I hear it 18 different ways to Sunday gets pulled in the eighth inning with two outs and was not happy about it. Even though he had thrown 113 pitches, he screams into his glove. He takes it out on the empty water bottles. Which blow up were you more interested in? I'm more interested in the Joe McEwing Lancelin just because I want to know like what that was all about. I mean, Joe has been there forever. My gosh, and I've he's talked my ear off, obviously playing third base, third base coach. You know, you, you guys have a relationship, but mm-hmm. um, that one's more interesting to me. But I liked Sandy Alcantara, Alcantara, excuse me. Um, I liked that emotion out of him. And I think people misread a little bit. I don't think he was mad that he got pulled from the game. Oh, I, I think do. he was mad that he walked two guys. I know we got the double play after that, but like he's mad at that. He's mad that he walked two guys, got his pitch count up, and I think he knew that he had to get through that inning clean. Um, hindsight now looks like a bad move because he got the DD came up with a hit, and then Hoskins walks him off. But I think he was more mad at himself for walking the two batters in the eighth inning. If a pitcher does that with his pitch count, he knows that his time is limited there. Okay, here's the reason I th- think he's mad, though, and it's a good point. He did exactly what Don Manningly wanted him to do. First and second, nobody out. He got a ground ball by JT Real Muto. He got a ground ball double play. So now you're telling me you're not going to let Sandy face Didi Gregorius? You're going to let Steven Okert? That's who you're going to – really? That's where we're going? There was some there, – I saw some stats on it. I know that after the game, I believe uh, Mattingly said it was the bullpen knew fourth batter was – the guy who came in batter, no matter what, Oakard, yeah. He said no matter what, the bullpen knew that. 
And then Didi hadn't had a hit off a lefty since sometime, a long time, like May or something. So like there, there, there was an idea. They had a plan there. That didn't work out, obviously. And I'm happy Sandy was fired up about it. Um, but I saw a stat. He's throwing more pitches and more innings than any other pitcher in baseball. I know they already signed him to the deal, but like you want to keep this guy healthy too. I like the so fire there. So one more batter is going to push it over the edge. I don't know. One just more batter. That that is it. That's a one of the decisions that a manager does actually have to make during a game. It's you watch. It's not necessarily pitch count they're looking at, although that's a big part of it. It's a laborious pitches. You know. You know. You know what kind of stress laborious. you've been in during the game yeah it's, that's a word right i think yes, it, oh, it absolutely is i just crushed I'm that it. but like i'm saying bro you walk two guys to start the ending off you know that even if you get the double play like there's a chance you're going to come out for that batter so i think sandy was just more mad at himself right there and maybe okay. don a little bit i don't know so you know what the, the marlins are the team like there's that there's that line in Jerry Maguire by Renee Zellweger. If you ever watch the old time Tom Cruise movie about him being a sports agent, God, that's when she time. falls in love with him. Well, it is. It's like mid nineties now. I know. And she goes, "He's almost the man I wish he could be," or something like that. Like the Marlins are almost the team I want them to be. They're so close, but it's like every little move drives me nuts. And I'm just like a borderline Marlins you know, jock sniffer because Miguel Rojas is obviously a big part of our family. So I want them to be in it. I want them to do well. And they do, they might not have the, the loudest fan base out there, the most populous fan base, but when they speak, I will listen. And I was flipping through social media and we came against this guy, a loud Marlins fan who gave us this spiel. I don't want to hear Don Mattingly say, oh, if this was the playoffs, I would have let Sandy stay in. He was at 100 and so-and-so pitches. Well, let me tell you something, dumb Mattingly. This is your playoffs. <laughs> Division games on the road. You have the lead. Leave your damn ace in to either get out of his own inning or give up his own run. Respect. You have zero, and you suck. Okay. If you're audio only today, please go find just this part of the discussion on our YouTube channel so you can see what homeboy looks like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I kind of like it. You know, I like like the whole like he's that's his rally hat. Maybe, maybe not just a regular hat that he always wears. That could be it also. Might wear it to know, the grocery man. store. You never know. I, I, to I totally get it. You know, if Sandy was mad at Maddenly. I'm fine with that too. You know, the guy's too. a competitor. After the game, he said, it's not, I'm, not, I'm paraphrasing here, but it was like, I'm not usually like this. This is the first time I've done it. And I, and I, I want to be better next time. I know I'll have more opportunities to like be better. So yeah. he's got such a great mindset. I love watching this dude pitch. He was on fire all game too. He's on making that, that slider is so disgusting. So dude. It just yep. comes out like a heater. Guys flail at it because it just dots last second. I can only imagine what he looks like on the mound too. Cause he's like six, six and just too tall. And his limbs or his arms unreal. are too long. What's yeah. up with this guy? All right. Last thing. Well, there are some people and some Mets fans that are saying what's up with this guy for Chris rock, who was in St. Louis. Uh, he performed there the other night. He stuck around for a Cardinals game and was seen wearing a Cardinals hat. Do you have a problem with said Mets fan wearing a Cardinals lid or is that just business being business? Yeah. Does he have a show in St. Louis? Or he something? did. He had He's one, trying... the, I think the previous night, maybe. 
maybe they showed him a really good time in St. Louis and he was just feeling the city. I don't know. I'm not sure. So it's him and Seinfeld or yeah. Seinfeld. Yeah. They're always mm-hmm. at games together, right? Yes. There's different levels of fandom. I don't know. Like, does he consider himself a diehard fan? Like, I'm not so sure. And if you are a diehard fan, you want to be able to weed the non diehards out anyway. So I think it's like a win-win thing here. It's I, I have no problem with this whatsoever. He's just going to a game. He's experiencing the ballpark, you know, as a St. Louis uh, citizen kind of, but he's a Mets fan. We all know that he's just taking one day off. I think it's okay. One day off. Okay. Well, I, I don't. God, I'm going to get crushed for that one, huh? Yeah. I just don't, I, I don't <laughs> dig it. I think he should always be traveling with a Mets hat. And I hate way, that more than anything though. If you go to a game, a baseball game and it's mm-hmm. of a different team, like just don't wear a hat then don't wear like your team's hat to like, if he wore a Mets hat to a, a game that didn't feature okay. the Mets, I laugh at him. Okay. Then that, that I can, th- that's fine with me, <laughs> but you don't have to wear a Cardinals hat. And I, was you he know wearing what? it all game? So people will rip on me because I wear different hats every day. I wear the hats because it's the topics that we're talking about mm, or the up, guests yeah. that I'm interviewing. Okay. So there is a difference here. It does not change so my fandom. work. Yes, but I am not going, <laughs> for, I would never wear a Yankees hat in Yankee stadium. I would never wear a white Sox hat in Chicago. Did you ever wear a Guardians hat at Yankee Stadium when they weren't playing? Uh, I probably oh, – I have worn uh, – a gar- I've worn Guardians gear, Cleveland gear, I guess at the time, in Los Angeles, at Dodger games, at um, – okay. I've gone to some games up in Oakland, uh, Anaheim. I've done all that. The only time I did wear other gear was when I sang – for the seventh inning stretch in Chicago, I did wear a Cubs hat and I think a Cubs Jersey that they gave us and people were killing me. Chris Russo, a guy on my own network at the time was like, Rose, what are you doing? He's like, they just beat you in the world series. Wait, is this mad dog? Yeah. Mad dog. Oh, well, you know, that's just his thing, bro. I don't even think he was uh, on you. That's just like him. He also saw me taking BP one day from the, one of those ballpark cams at Fenway. And I, the joke was when Millar and I would do that, I would always wear extra small stuff. He'd always mm-hmm. get me, you know, so it looked horrible. And he's like, geez, Rose, mix in a salad. He said it live on TV. I was like, wow. Well, he's a nice guy. Oh, he is actually. I love doggy. Well, he doesn't like I really me, do. Okay, so. He doesn't like we, you? No, we're never going to be friends. I bet you we can make that happen. We'll see if we can make that happen. He talk, he's talked crap about me, Chris. That's you know, fine. I hold grudges. Talk, just talk crap about me. Uh, there it is. There's the there's the one where I wouldn't give uh, Malar the microphone because there's only one microphone to sing for the seventh inning stretch. So you have to like arm wrestle for it. I just there see visions of me and you doing that one day. Perhaps. Um, OK, well, quickly, what do you have on John Boyd? Uh, we're recording our midweek episode later today. Uh, the Monday recap came out yesterday. It was our 500th episode. Very proud of that. We crushed it. Uh, Jimmy even got a little high because he promised the fans he would just a little. Wow. So he's kind of silly. Uh, what do you got, man? We're going to have to cut, uh, today's amp episode a little bit short because Alec Manoa will be joining us. Wow. Yeah. He just pitched last night. Fun dude. Will you fun. tell him I've always believed in him since the first time I saw him pitch at Yankee Stadium? I said, that's a dude. That's a guy guy. Make sure you tell him that. I will. I, I don't think you're alone. So um, we taped Stephen Brault yesterday. He was great. 
I'm trying to figure out if I want to flip the episodes because Manoa pitches this weekend in New York. And I want to ask him about that. So we might end up flipping those episodes. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, I am off the next two days. I have some NFL duties I have to take care of, but I want to thank the crew from Shea station. Jerry Blevins will be in this chair tomorrow. Jolly Olive will be in the chair on Thursday. And then we don't have a show on Friday because we're both doing business for John Boy up on the East Coast, which I'm sure you're going to hear a ton about. It's going to be a lot of fun. So I will see everybody next Monday, but make sure you tune in every day to baseball today here on the AMP app or wherever you download your podcast or our YouTube channel. Special shout out to our producer extraordinaire, the one and only Dan Rourke. That is Trevor Plouffe. I'm Chris Rose. We'll see you Wednesday on Baseball Today.